Hello there, friend. Welcome to Start Early Today, your daily dose of mindfulness and positivity. How are you doing? Hope you're doing well wherever you may be. Hope you are staying dry amidst the storm. Wherever, if there's a storm, it's been stormy here. That's why I said that. Um, but I'm happy because all the leaves were blown away and all the waters are just cleansing. There's this sense and feeling of washing, of renewal, of washing away all the things that are not necessary. Okay, for today's episode, we will be diving into the notes that we posted on Substack which goes like this. Do you have the patience to wait till your mud settles and the water is clear? Can you remain unmoving till the right action arises by itself? So this passage is so Taoic, so Zen. It uh, invites us to be still. It invites us to be calm despite the storm. In the middle of the crash of breaking worlds, whatever it may be, it can be pressures that you're undergoing through or some trials and tribulations or problems. You can center in and drop in for a moment and really question its validity, question its realness. Is it real? It may be real, it may be, is in your reality, but the added drama that we sprinkle around it and all the energies that we attach to it are sometimes unnecessary. It is what it is and really drop down to the necessity of the thing you need to do in order to overcome the hurdle. Sometimes it's a thing that can be let go, but most times it's uh, the things are the solutions are very obvious. So have the patience to wait until the mud settles and the water is clear, so that your next steps would be clear, and remain unmoving, so that we do not spend any. Um, valuable energy for our energy and time is so valuable do not spend it into things that won't help you achieve your ultimate goal or your highest purpose or that will help you achieve the highest version of yourself Mansi Quatra shout out to you she said I struggle with staying patient especially when it comes to resting It's a simple process that leaves you feeling fulfilled, but somehow we complicate it so much. The feeling of guilt that accompanies cannot be explained in words, but it's a good question to ask yourself every once in a while to align with your inner self. Alignment is the first thing we need to do. It is of highest importance. Keep the important thing, the most important thing. And this is knowing what is most important to you. Alignment with your higher self. 
knowing the laws of the mind and how the world works and tuning into these laws and staying obedient to the laws of nature, of man, of giving and receiving, we can therefore become fully in flow and in tune with the highest version of ourselves, which is one of joy, beauty, generosity, and and giving. For whatever you give, you get back in return, sometimes in an unexpected way. So whatever you can give, it doesn't need to be material thing. Sometimes it's just attention, presence, and listening. And Mansi brought up the thing about guilt of resting. My solution to this is to really tune into how you feel. Really ask, what is this guilt? What is this feeling trying to make me do? And in stillness, all of this can be laid out. You can see it from a bird's eye view and to not immediately react once again, increasing the space in between stimulus and response, you get to really detach and see it for what it is. Ah, you'll realize guilt, maybe it has been formed by our subconscious programming when we were kids the not feeling of enoughness the not feeling the not enoughness how do you say that feeling not good enough by our ancestors that was passed on to us but tune into completeness this is your solution to your guilt Tune into the reality of completeness, that all is complete, all is made well, all is complete. Imagine a, a baby worthy of love, it receives love and it receives compliments by it just drooling and not doing anything, it's just jerking around and it just drools and poops but yet and yet it is loved by all you are that baby you deserve love and attention just by the mere fact of being alive and that is your true worth your worth is not measured by your productivity or the things you do or the things you achieve those are just additive values that you choose to do for fun and for for offering you know you offer the world you offer the lord whatever talent and capabilities you might pick up in this lifetime but the bare if you boil it down to the bare bones of what you are you deserve love you need not feel guilt do not blame yourself ever for anything for the lack of anything lack is a delusion 
the world brims and explodes with abundance. Look at the rain, look at the vegetation, look at the how strong the wind is, look at the vastness of the mountain and of the sky. All of this is yourself and you are rich. You are born rich. Um, shout out to Bob Proctor's book, Born Rich. Uh, it's only because of our programming that we only measure wealth through, uh, through money. That is where we get tripped. But that is a very poor way of looking at life. Wealth is in your health. Wealth is in how you see beauty in the flower and how rich you feel inside. Money is only here to solve your money problems, to maintain your needs and for it to be of convenience, of trade. It's an IOU, okay? You have it all already. And the trick to money is having some, as Stuart Wilde said. You can figure it out by helping other beings and offering up your services and billing them. Have the confidence to bill. Go to bill.com. Um, that's what I use. I struggle with staying patient, especially when it comes to resting. So an ample amount of rest, is, it's when you do not feel... If it's when your eye's not twitching, my friend. Okay? If you can breathe long, deep, resonant breaths, you've rested enough. And if you slept for eight hours and you feel... If you are resting but you feel um, stressed in your head, okay? This is where most people get tripped too. If you're well-rested but your mind's running hither and thither that you should be doing something, you are putting a strain on your nervous system, okay? So if you feel lethargic, muster up the courage to just shake things up, dance a bit, walk around, tidy up, um, work on something even if you're, you don't need to. Ask your future self, ask your ideal self and compare it to your present self. Is this up to standard? Is Are you up to the standard of your future self? If not, brush up on some skills and maybe shed some weight, okay? If that's your, if it's up to the standards of your future self. Where were we going with this? Um, yeah, through inquiry, through inquiry, man see the feeling of guilt that accompanies it. That is question your guilt. Question it. Why are you guilty? Okay? You're only guilty if you're not doing something about the thing that you set out, set yourself out to do. Okay? Um, but... Everybody deserves rest for that is where we recover and that's where we gather energy for us to execute our top, um, in our top condition for top peak performance. Okay. And we're going to go on to the next one. Matthew 
F-O-O-R-D. Therein lies the rub, bearing witness and sitting with whatever is going on without judgment. Judge nothing that occurs, my friend. That is our mantra, for when we judge, we put on limitations. We only see from a rigid point of view, from a certain limited lens. And we dismiss all the majesty and potential and its true nature. For example, if you judge a circumstance as this is not convenient for me, you dismiss the fact that it is there to open up capabilities in you. That you are put in this situation to develop your courage, to become confident, to practice commitment, and to be capable. That's the four C's of Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coaching. So everything here has a purpose and it is not up to us to identify it and to cast labels upon it. Make this your mantra. Today, we shall judge nothing that occurs. For everything that is evil and good is only by our thinking. All is just is and we just surrender to the isness and divine intelligence of things. And this does not mean that we become indifferent or ignorant or non-participative. This calls us to be ready, to be open, to become alert, to be ready to learn, to become ready to give, to become ready to undergo courageous feats. Okay? So sit still. The ego is always us because we exist through it. It is not to kill the ego, it is not to shun the ego, it is to learn what it is and to become a master of it, okay? It has been said that the ego is a, is a bad master but a good servant. So make your ego serve you. It's good with details and planning and in reasonable matters but when it comes to relationships and in your day-to-day and in your mental and emotional state tune into the heart more tune into the spirit more tune into the higher what's the right thing to do rather than the pleasurable go for learning and be okay to fail for that That's how we learn. And the main point of this um, comment is to just witness, to sit with whatever is going on, to not judge, and to wait for gifts to pop up, maybe some gifts and parts of ourselves that are yet to be born or yet to be uncovered. Bear witness to that, my friend. Because in the future is a version of yourself that you have not met yet. But in quiet moments and in stillness, it is there. It is in the... Like the tree is in the acorn. 
Devin said, sometimes the right action is non-action. This is a beautiful one. All is done when you stop doing. The beauty and the paradox of polarity. That there are two sides to everything and our work is to just sit in the middle. Sit in the middle with gentleness and non-judgment. You are what you are and what you are is beauty and strength. And sometimes we can just try our best and the results, it is not up to us. A quote by T.S. Eliot that I've been playing in my head recently is for us there's only the trying. All the rest is not up to us. All, all others is none of our business. It also goes with the saying, be impatient with your actions, but be patient with the results. It is because when you try and try, and that's it. The process is the price. When you try and try and ask for an exchange in return, most likely you won't get it because it doesn't work that way. The process is the price, my friend. Being able to live and try and do and learn is the price in and of itself. The doing, the trying, your courage, you stretching yourself out to become more of who you are, that is the price. And the market, the numbers, do not attach yourself to those. Be not attached to the fruits of thy labor is a good one I picked up from Nayaswami Asha. Do not be attached to the fruits of your labor, but put your mind into the labor itself. It is joyful to do things. It's joyful. Switch your I got to to I, I get to. I get to write. I get to see the beauty. I get to sharpen a talent. I get to breathe. I get to relax whenever I want to. Okay, all these pressures, the I should and I have to, delete it from your vocabulary. Replace it with I choose to. I choose to become the person that can do such and such. I choose to become the person who provides this and that. Instead of I have to provide, I have to do this, I gotta do that. That's tiring my friend and these switches in vocabulary provides a switch in your nervous system. For words have your word is your wand, as Florence Kovalshin said. You have the power to cast your world into existence through your words. Before it becomes word, it is a feeling first and it's a thought in your head. So it is think, believe, think, and um, it is think, believe, speak and act and therefore it shall become your character and shall be it shall become your life 
Caitlin Wright Meyer, I've found patience to be such a truly important thing to embody on this journey. Beautiful and sacred things take time to unfold. Taking time, sometimes we plant the seed today and we want the fruit tomorrow. Look into nature how it behaves. Tune into the seasons. Okay? It takes time. It takes time to gestate. And maybe you won't see the fruit in your lifetime. And that's okay. But as long as you're working towards a worthwhile cause of your choosing, that is where freedom lies. Choose where you allot your energy and your dedication and your worthwhile um, campaign or... I'm looking for this word your worthwhile mission okay work on it on a lifetime for a lifetime for 10 years work on a goal for 10 years but tr- really working towards it day by day in small acts with gentleness along the way that is the balance my friend for we underestimate what we can uh, do in three years, but we overestimate what we can do in a day. Okay? Everything takes time. I'm doing the food blog for already for two years now, nonstop. And what's keeping me going is just the sheer joy of documenting what I create. We can boil down to the sheer joy of combining colors of ingredients and the sensory perceptions I I experience as I cook. The aromatics being sautéed and the beauty of the herbs as it gets infused in the blender with cashews. Okay, those are tiny joys that you can get in flow with as you go to the your audacious, audacious goal of getting into Mediavine for a food blogger, let's say, or becoming a New York Times bestseller if you're a writer, per se. But your happiness is now. Your happiness is as you open up your laptop and stare at a blank page. That's it, my friend. It is not in the book launch. It is in the spark in your head when you decided that you're gonna be that. That's the joy. That's the joy of finding something and stepping into it. That is a joy in itself. So, Caitlin Wrightmeyer, thank you for your comment. I found patience to be such a truly important thing to embody on this journey. I found patience to be such a truly important thing to embody on this journey. Beautiful and sacred things take time to unfold, of course. So be patient in all of your undergoings and undertakings. Yeah, that's that's what I've been looking for. And Amanda Saint, she said, I'm working on it. You can catch her writings at The Mindful Writer on Substack. 
what else we got here? Yeah, I think that covers it for now. So shout out to everybody. Um, key takeaways, stay patient. The process is the prize. And don't ever give up. Tune into what aligns you to your highest self. And go through it breath by breath. Do the set breath by breath. That's the beauty of the yoga practice too. You're just in an asana, in a pose, breath by breath, mindfully aligning the knee to the heel and the thigh to the mat, squaring the hips, drawing the belly in, pulling the shoulders back and low, lifting up the chest and the arms, swaying back. And exhale, arms down, right foot back, chaturanga. Inhale, arms up. Okay? You got it? That's it for today. Spread the word. Namaste.